Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward and you are here at Win the Hour, Win the Day and I am excited about today's guest, Molly Trotter. Okay, there's so much to talk about here, but we've got a special treat. Molly spent five years as a news anchor and reporter for CBS affiliate stations in Oregon and Washington State. And she really got into the industry as an underdog voice. And when she realized that, you know, glorified stories were nothing less than destructive and demoralizing. So she's really got an inside scoop about the news world and media. Now, how is that going to benefit us? Because she is going to talk to us about clarity on camera. Oh boy, can we really unpack a lot here? Molly Trotter, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Well, listen, I didn't even do you justice because I want to just dive in and get into all this stuff, but you've got all kinds of experience and people can check that out in the show notes, but let's just dive in because this is really an interesting perspective. You are now entrepreneur and you work with entrepreneurs. So you've, you've, you know, you've got that under your belt as well, but seldom would, do we get to talk to somebody who worked in the news and boy, you know, I think most of us take for granted how much prep time you do or don't have when you're in front of the camera and you're reporting something. So you really can talk to us about clarity and confidence and what that's like thinking on your feet. So tell us a little bit about what that was like. Oh my goodness. Well, as you mentioned in the beginning, you know, I really got into it to give the underdog a voice and and to give a voice to the voiceless essentially because you have such a powerful medium. And so I got really excited to really be able to, to do that. Well, when you get into the news, it's not necessarily that way they want doom gloom and destruction and it's like they'll take over you know the the 10 car pile up over here rather than you know a mom and pop shop that's just celebrating like a 50th anniversary now people might be like well you know what's important with that at the end of the day the news loves to focus on fear destruction something that's going to evoke something in you where it's going to pull you back in and we can even see it right now on the news we were just talking about this before the show chris it's so sad for me to see so many people just locked into their fear tactics and that's what really got me to, to leave I was like you know what it's one of those things where it's not an industry if you get in you're going to change it it's going to change you and I realized that my voice my purpose to really pour into other people and give them a voice that was not going to be the medium and so um, long story short I was in there for almost five years um, my last year in the news, I actually ended up getting fired because I posted a transformation photo before and after because I wanted to inspire people because I had a really great fitness transformation and journey and they essentially just didn't like it and they cut me loose. And it was, I remember that day more than anything else where they brought me into their office. I just got done working and they fired me on the spot because I breached contract. They couldn't show me where it was. And I'm like, I gave everything to you. 
but I also felt a big burden lift. Why? Because I'm like, I'm not really doing anything here. I'm a face of a television station. Okay, that's great. But what purpose and what impact am I really making here? So when I left, um, I jumped into entrepreneurship full time and I love it because what I get to do now is really give a, like help people get a voice and these are people who have stories that want to be mentorship to, to others, right? I'm like, okay. Oh, go ahead. Dive in. Oh, no, sorry. Before you started on the next part, I just wanted to go back here and, and, and unpack a few things you said that were so powerful. So, yes, uh, I've always been a firm believer that the news is all about, you know, it's a competition to get your attention. And very seldom is that done in a positive way. Right. And I know, too, for me, the most successful entrepreneurs that I deal with of high ranking, they spend more time reading, you know, self-help books and improving themselves and educational stuff and like consuming you know, uh, media that's going to enhance their business versus just the news. Like I know a lot of them that just don't watch the news. So it's interesting that that's been a philosophy of mine and that you having come from the news, believe in that as well. And then, so the fired thing you said, okay, so I guess what they felt is they had a brand. So you had a, 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 a physicality or weight loss transformation or something, and you put that on social media. So under, just to understand what was the, what do you think the angle was that was upsetting to them? Well, it was a before and after photo. And, you know, probably I was basically in like a sports bra and little shorts at the end of the day. Right, and, right. you know, I was showing people like, hey, you know, I got some abs here. Like I was really proud of what it is that I did. And people do it all the time. Mind you, yeah. there's even new people that, put on for like bikini competitions and they're flaunting way more than I am. So I ended up getting on this like news blog and it just circulated around the community, around the country of who is this person? What does she think? Who she thinks she is? And I'm like, are you guys high? Like, come on. Like there's no damage being done here. Like it was crazy. So because of that and the backlash that they got, they didn't want their, their station to be put in a bad light. And I'm like, they're, it, I could have fought it if I wanted to, but you know what? They did me a favor. Now seeing where I am over four years later, gosh, it was like the best thing that could have ever happened, honestly. Okay, I get it. It's like the whole Disney, we want you to look a certain way thing and whatever. So in their mind, it's like you showed up as an accountant wearing your bra and underwear to work kind of deal. Like they're foolish. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, okay. That's just interesting to me. I had to ask. Okay, so let's talk about clarity on camera. So as entrepreneurs and you work with them now and, you know, you are one boy, oh boy, again, back to my original question. First, give us a little taste of when you're doing the news, what's that like as far as having to think on your feet? Like what were your takeaways from, oh gosh, this is different than I thought when I started? Oh man. Well, I mean, when you get into the news, you technically don't even have to have a college degree in journalism. I've seen people come in with other things. So I got most of my training just on the job, got my foot in the door, got in, and you really have to think on your feet. So I was um, more of a field reporter than I was on the desk in the beginning of my career. And so they're like, okay, there's a fire, grab your gear. I didn't have a photographer meeting a cameraman with me most of the time. So I had to grab the gear, set up a camera, ask somebody for some information or just be attentive. So a couple things there. You have to be really aware of your surroundings and what's happening and be a couple steps ahead. You want to anticipate things. And as a, you know, being in the news, I had to anticipate a lot. And then you just learn to really think quickly on your feet. So, you know, it, it just, when you're on camera, you're not, uh, 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 and, uh, and trust me, I did plenty of that in the beginning because you're like, how do, how do words even come out when you're trying to formulate sentences in your head? 
So now being able to translate that to people, it's like, look, you got to get really clear on what's the objective here. What's the information you want to get out? Whether that's, this is what my business can do. This is what I can do for you. This is what my right. program can do. You have to be really crystal clear because when I was on the scene of a fire and there's a house behind me, that's basically <laughs> fireworks. And I've been there before. I have to be able to let them know who's on the scene, who's affected. Do they need to get out? What's happening? Are people in danger? I had to think of all the things. So now being able to translate for other people, there's far less danger, first of all, but it's really being able to focus in on, you have so much going on and it's really loud up here. What's important? Let's grab out a couple key pieces and let's go in on that. And it's just being able to quiet the noise in your head and really being able to focus on what matters. And you gave a really good point too, is on top of all that, you're sitting there going, I hope it's recording because I'm doing this myself. So I'm in the film, creating the film at the same time, while I think of stressful things that can be emotionally driven uh, or stressful as you turn your back on a fire. Wait, now I hear more fire trucks coming. Should I be stepping away? Okay, exactly. so, so then you've earned a gold star in how to get the noise out of your head and focus on the message, right? So mm -hmm. I think that to take that to us is, you know, just zone in on the message and not be worried about, okay, do I look fat? And <laughs> I don't know all these other things that am I sounding stupid? Am I slurring my words? Am I talking too quickly? Am I making sense? So I think what you're saying is if you have content, just get it out and stay focused on that and don't get caught up in all the distractions. 100%. Like you just nailed it on the head. People will think too much about how they look, what they're wearing, this and that. And yes, in time we'll get to that point because aesthetics lighting, all the above, those are very important pieces to be able to attract people and have that professionalism. You just kind of get started, no matter how messy it is, you got to just put yourself out there. And if you don't know how, ask. Everybody feels like they should know how to, you know, take their cell phone and do a selfie video, this and that. Most people don't want to look at their cell phone and they don't yeah. want to do that. Even though that's becoming a really popular thing to shoot those videos for ads, courses, whatever, you really have to be able to, what is your zone of genius? And then if it's not, who can you hire? Who can help you to get to that point? And that's where I really focused in on because I'll, I'll admit, Chris, I had people for years asking me, I would love to hire you as a one-on-one -on -one coach. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to get into that. I have other things. So finally, this year, the beginning of this year, I took that dive because I had somebody beg me. They're like, I want nobody else. I want you. And I was like, okay. And I'm so glad that I did because it's so much fun because I, I kind of forgot how much really goes into it because of all my experience, but it's like riding a bike. It all came back and I'm like, okay, wow, this is so, I wish I did this sooner. I just was caught up with other things and focused on other things, but I'm so glad that I'm in it now because the clients that I do have, they're scared out of their mind to go and do, do content and do videos. And I'm like, if you can't get on Instagram or Facebook live or whatever and record some videos and be consistent with that, how do you expect to be able to, to do an ad and have that bring in five, six figures from those ads, mm. which some of my clients do, but it takes, it takes time. And right now video content is so king. You have to be able to put yourself out there to really build that authority. Okay. So what you're saying is you, know, you had all this experience that you frankly, probably for, you know, you didn't, you forgot how much you learned. And then people were saying, wow, you did this. And we saw, we have a glimpse of how much went into that. Can you coach me? And you're like, yeah, I th I've had enough with that. Thank you so much. Um, but they, they finally wore you down and brought you back. And now you're bestowing your wisdom upon all of us. So I think another point that is really good that you made uh, is really talking about trying not to be perfect. And it, it, 
leads me to, I remember listening to this podcast once and he was giving an example, his ad, uh, he was running an ad campaign and he had an advertising company and he was talking about people who are trying to read scripts and he was giving actors, um, they gave four, uh, there's four people and three of them were actors that had to read a, lo- read a line, but they're professional actors that had to read a line. And then there was one person who actually said the line that they had just recorded in conversation. And it was interesting, something like 80% of people, even myself, when I listened to it and they gave the samples, I could tell which person was who just said it versus the actors. And so what uh, the message uh, that brought it home for me was, again, trying to be perfect or scripted or do whatever, even if it comes off in your eyes as polished or perfect, it has less impact than if you're just, you know, just going in for the raw goods. So tell us more about that. I love your example. That's so powerful because so many people look at the news anchor, for example, and they're like, okay, your hair is perfect. Your teeth are perfect. This and that. Well, first of all, they sculpt her into exactly what they want her to look like. But now what we're seeing is they want people to just be raw, be themselves. The most likes and engagement I get on videos is when, for example, it's after the gym. I'm looking like a hot mess at 6 a.m. and I'm not polished at all. But people love that. And so even if you mess up, I've messed up. I have said the wrong things. I've forgotten things. I've almost cussed on live television. I'm telling you guys all these things because, first of all, there's some proof of it on YouTube somewhere. I'm sure you can go find it. Yeah. I'll put the bloopers up there so people can see how that happens. But it's that's not relatable. The average person is so scared of public speaking, so scared of putting themselves out there because a couple reasons. They're nervous. They're not confident. They don't want to make it about them. But your story is meant to be mentorship to somebody else. And so the less per- the less perfect you are and the more raw, just this is who I am, the better. Now, when it comes to translating things on video, one thing that I will add is you'll notice, um, you know, whether you're watching the video recording or you're hearing the audio, I will move my hands a lot. I'm very expressive. That's who I am as a person. But it also adds energy into there. Mm-hmm. And you have to like, um, you have to add more energy when you're on camera for sure, because it doesn't translate as well. That's what the thing is, but it just takes practice and you just got to go for it and then self-critique yourself. I hate to say it. It's like the worst. I hate doing it for me too still, but that's the only way you're going to know. I'm like, oh, I have crutch words. I didn't like that. I want to do my hair a different way. Worry about that later and just get on camera and give people the goods. Well, that's good to hear. So, I mean, we all think we're the only ones that do that. And I know for myself as well, I use my hands a lot. And I know when I'm on video, when I'm doing lives or whatever, I call it like, I think what I had to learn is take Chris from like a seven to an eight versus uh, it's still me. It's just amped up me. It's a higher energy me. But before it would be like, I would take it a lateral move, like try to be shoulders back, stand tall, good posture and do all the things that I was, you know, told that's a good person and sound professional, but it came out very dry. Like I've tripped across videos myself when some of the platforms are kind enough to send you some anniversary of something you did like seven years ago. And you're like, oh my, <laughs> where, where's right. the vault that we can bury that in? Like, I look like I'm being like tortured or held against my will. Right. Um, and it's not because I was never uncomfortable per se in front of camera but I was uncomfortable like I was talking to at people instead of to them whereas if you were sitting with me I would have been all fun and engaging but on camera I thought oh well I'm supposed to be this different grown up person right so that's a really good point okay so another thing we talk about is ooh body language and tonality Mm, tell us about that that's good well we just mentioned the hands part and being able to like 
really get into it um, because I know when I move my hands, I'm not Italian by any means, but I move my hands like I'm Italian just because it, it does bring in that energy because if I were to just have my hands still, like I, something inside of me is like, this, this doesn't feel right. And that's just the way that I talk. But at the end of the day, like even my voice, what you're hearing now, this is a little bit more high pitched than I normally am if you were to hear me in person. Because yeah. if I were to talk like I do in person, it's a little bit lower, a little bit, it sounds more low energy. But I know when I'm on camera, I have to pick it up. So yeah. there's the tonality is so important. And the only way you're going to find that out is by either recording videos of yourself, recording audios, and listening back. And I notice that I have crutch words. I'll say, you yeah. know, well, some people will say, um, and once you, once you're aware of that, it's all about awareness. You guys, once you're aware of those certain things, you're going to be like, I don't want to do that anymore. So now your subconscious kicks in and you'll start to do it less, not maybe completely get rid of it, but you'll do it less. But body language is important to bring in energy, especially if you're sitting. Um, when I was at the anchor desk, I, we, all we do is sit. So like, I have to be able to bring that energy. Uh, but even in person, I do a lot of, I mean, we're all at home right now. Let's be honest. So we're on Zooms a lot. I'm on my phone a lot. And I have to really be able to bring that energy, even though if I've been locked in my office for hours, if I'm doing mm. a podcast or if I'm doing an interview or if I'm doing something for Instagram or whatever, I have to bring that energy because I want people to be able to feel something. And it's like, I want them to feel, and you want them to feel as well. Once they get a taste of your energy, they're never going to want to get rid of it. They're going to want more. They're going to be sucked in and they're going to just want whatever it is that you have because you're being relatable and you're giving them something that they're not getting throughout their day, if that makes sense. So to me, that's funny. What you're telling people is, you know, kind of like wake up, be alive, be engaged, be excited about the message you're delivering so that people will, your energy will be contagious. And I've always had the opposite journey. I had to learn, I was always trying to contain my energy and minimize it because I felt it was too overwhelming for people. I was a high energy person and stuff. So, and I thought it lacked professionalism. Like if you worked with me, people said, oh, I really love your energy and your fun and, you know, whatever. But when I was presenting, I tried to tone it down because I thought it was not as much professional. So I had to learn that my energy is okay and just to leave it be like it is or it isn't and whether it's okay these are the people that you're my people or you're not and if you don't like it well you're not going to like it later so you might as well see it now right so (laughs) you're teaching people to amp up and I had to learn not to amp down Mm, that's so good there's a couple things that come up for me with that number one if you're doing an interview with somebody for example you're going back and forth Definitely matching energy is important. Otherwise, if you got somebody super high energy in yeah. the middle of the road, it's going to be weird. So there is that. But you have to show up authentically for yourself. And even yeah. clients that I have, usually the energy is not as high because the confidence isn't there most of the time. Or maybe they're really introverted. So I got to pull it out of them and remind them why they want to do it in the first place. And the biggest thing, the, probably one of the biggest takeaways that you guys can get from this is it's not about you. And when you make it about you, you're going to stop. You're going to second guess. You're going to question everything. And then you're never going to get your message out there. But it's so much bigger than you because what you went through a month ago, somebody's going through right now, three years ago, somebody's going through right now. You need to share that story. Otherwise, it's kind of being selfish. So being able to get that out there when you remind people, hey, yes, it's your face on there or it's your voice, but the information you're giving is about other people and for them. That is everything. And then they're like, okay, you just got to get them to shift their, their frame of mind. So I hope somebody listening to this really captures that because Chris, I couldn't imagine you not having the energy you have because I love her. <laughs> I think it's great. And people really feed off of that. 
Yeah. And so what happens too is you're right. I do see sometimes, I mean, I don't have a lot of people in the show that are lower energy because it's just not a good fit. Like I gravitate towards high energy, energetic lightning people, but I do know, like, I know how to bring it down when they're a little bit lower. And what happens, you're right, is when I would bring my energy down and try not to be, try to be less Chris is what I call it, is okay. it just get muddled. It like, it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't toned down. It just wasn't me. Right. So now I'm trying to think, oh, you know, and still even I, you know, today's a podcast day. So it means I'm doing a bunch of interviews back to back and somebody earlier I'd been really excited about. And um, it, it was a really good conversation conversation. And a couple of times I stepped over her sentences at the end. I'm like, Oh, you know, that was my enthusiasm. And so I had, then I said to myself critically after I got off it, Chris, you need to control your energy. Like you were, you were just too into it, too high energy. And so you stomped in some of her words. So I am always cursing myself for my energy. Everyone thinks they like it, but it's like people don't always <laughs> can be a little bit in your face sometimes. So I've had to learn that. Yes, I can dial it back without turning it off and trying to be somebody that's, you know, I don't know, like just, it's just a bad version of me. So it doesn't work. So, so yeah, it's, um, that's a really good point there as far as just stepping into who you are and keep being consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Point well made. That I'll let people know is when I was on the news and I was on the anchor desk, I actually did weather for like the last year of my contract. And I would go on with the main anchors and we would have chit chat, like a fun story. So many times I got pulled into my news director's office so many times hey, tone it down a little. I'm like, excuse me, this is like free chat time. We're talking about a story where somebody just crocheted like a hundred beanies for the homeless and you want me to tone down my energy? Like, she, they're like, no, just be on script. Like, bring it down. Basically, they essentially said, don't be yourself. This is who we want you to be. And then you look at the people next to you that are reading out the script. I'm like, you're so stiff. Like, so I remember that, like, that was a clicking point for me. I was like, this is not, this is like, my, my end is coming here because- you want me, you want to tell me how short my hair needs to be, what my makeup needs to look like, what I wear, what I said. I'm just like, I'm like your puppet and you're the puppeteer. So, so many people want to do that to themselves. So then right. when other people do it to them, it's like some way they're going to get it from somebody. Just be yourself and be free. And trust me, like everything that you want will attract to you, the love, the light, the finances, success, everything. But the minute you try to be somebody else because you think that's what other people want, you're going to shut down so many things that are meant for you. That is really important because I think what you're saying is we know the look, we know the, the, uh, oh my gosh, the anchor desk look. So they're manufacturing a look and this is what they perceive it. You know, what a lawyer should look like, you know, somebody on the desk should look like. So they have it in their mind in fairness to them. It's their brand or whatever. And they want this machine to manufacture this look. Then what happens is the rest of us confuse that with being professional. And I say, oh, I should tone down my energy because when you see people on line and they're professional or on TV, not online, but on TV, this is the look. So now we're all following this muted look because one person decided this is how it should be, right? What a mess it creates. Cause then you, you do, you look at that and you say, well, that news anchor is making a lot of money. It's on a big channel and okay, great. So I, you know, I remember too wearing business blazers that I hated and I thought I looked I was uncomfortable. I felt boxy. They don't fit me like whatever, but Oh, this is what you do when you're all grown up. Get, get the blazers out, everybody. I'm going to have a business, right? Oh my heavens. Okay. That's really important too. And something you said earlier uh, as well is, you know, kind of get over yourself was the short version of that story. 
And for me, we're always about, you know, what I call create your win team. So you can get to what is next, what is next and all that stuff. And, and that your, you know, business should support your life, not consume it, get ideas to implementation, everything. And what helps you with having a team as well is uh, they'll say, okay, we need a bunch of videos, Chris, so I'll shoot them. And then I'll just load them up. And then I'll see them like two days later, or even a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh, whatever. I think I look silly here or I sound dumb there, but it's too much work for me to have to explain that to them or pull them back or have to justify out loud that I have to say, hey, like my vanity is getting in the way. I think I sound dumb here. So it really, by having a team, it gains momentum as far as producing videos, because I can't, I can't keep pulling stuff back like a child. Like it just sounds silly when I say it out loud, but if it was just me doing it, I'd be like, oh, delete, delete, delete. So it really does help in that way as far as having a team. So man, time flies when we're talking to you, Molly. So we're almost at a time. Tell us, you know, one last thing that you think would really help us. Oh gosh. And it's, that is, that's, that's a great point. I would just say like, at the end of the day, you can have all the funnels and ads and traffic running to this, that, the other thing, but people want to relate to real people. I have three words, real, raw, and relevant. Whatever okay. you're putting out there, have it be like something that's real, raw, and relevant. Don't try to be somebody else. So it's so beautiful. You got lives on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, you got YouTube, podcasting. There's so many different ways you can repurpose things and really be able to show people who you are. And the more you get practice at it, the more consistent you are at it, the better you'll become in really being able to find your flow, your speed, your look, and whatever it is that you want. And you're going to critique yourself along the way. So you just have to get started. Stop asking how you look and getting caught up in like, okay, the how to just go do stop with the how to just go do like, just get in there and make that happen. Because when I was 23 and I had to jump on, on TV, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm terrified, but I just had to be terrified and look like I had it together in front of like hundreds of thousands of people. Oh. But at the end of the day, like, People, believe it or not, here's one piece. People like that you're fault that are following you on whatever platform, they're rooting for you. You're doing something that they believe that they can't, and you're going to inspire people by just failing forward no matter what that looks like. Now, mm. if you need support, love to be able to help you, love to be able to guide you through it and, and talk you through those loud conversations in your head that are shouting you, you can't, because you really can. And so that consistency and just doing. Once you go for it, now you have a foundation as to this is what I like, this is what I don't like, but at least you got the ball rolling because we all know what it's like, for example, to go into the gym and then we stop and then we're like, uh, I stop. I don't want to get back into it. I'm sore, this and that. But if you just kept going, mm-hmm. you can have that many and now you have a place to grow and everybody knows what that's like. So I just wish more people could see their growth if they just got started and just keep flowing because video is here to stay. It's one of the most powerful mediums. And you can really get across such a personal and authentic message to people, no matter what you're doing. You brought up some really good points as we wrap up here. Raw, real, and relevant. Love it. Remember the three R's. Everybody write that down. Raw, real, and relevant. As well, I love the concept of falling forward. And 
You're right. Video is not going anywhere. And I know for me, I get a lot of really positive feedback. And in fact, that I even use video in messages. Like I'll reach out to people. I haven't, you know, I think that's how we connected. Hey, I haven't met you yet. Here's, you know, I send a little video and people just respond. Like I knit them a sweater. Like, and in fact, (laughs) the video is easier than me typing out a bunch of stuff and trying to make it sound warm and and who's going to read it anyhow. But when I talk to people, boy, oh boy, does that open doors for me. And so I use video in just communication on a very regular basis. I love that. You know what? I'm going to take a page out of your book because you're right. When I saw your video, I'm like, this is so great. I love this. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to take a page out of your book because it's so much more personal and then your energy flows through and people love your energy. So don't stop, Chris. I love it. And so do (laughs) I. Well, thank you, Molly. Molly, you are very kind and I appreciate your kind words. So thank you so much. Where can people find you? I would say probably the easiest place is Instagram. Simple. Molly underscore Trotter, T-R-O-T-T-E-R. Or you can find me Molly Trotter Gomez on LinkedIn or Instagram or sorry, LinkedIn or Facebook. But usually Instagram is where people message me. Just let me know that you heard me on this show. Love to be able to connect with you, hear your story. And Chris, thank you so much for having me here. This has been such a great conversation and I hope people got value from this. Oh, I'm sure they did. If they have ears, they got value, Molly. They got value. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you again. Everyone else will see you on the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift, G-I-F-T from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.